this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am not a crusty crab. Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? It is time for another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I definitely feel like I'm forgetting to do something. Uh, so, uh, let's check. Okay, chat is there. I'm going to broadcast. I am broadcasting. I'm recording the top 20. I... I think we're all right. All right. It's time to get this started. So, uh, how's everybody doing? It is indeed another Thursday, which means it's time for another Hard Rock Lunchbox. And, of course, another edition of the Top 20. Yay! Got a bunch more plays on last week's Top 20 because I shared it on social media. See, it's just that simple, and I can't seem to get around to doing that. Like, it's just, it's really, it's its really bordering on pathetic. And, oh, hey, here's something you guys probably need to know. If you're a fan of the Top 20 or have ever even watched it once, I'll consider that a fan. Uh, you need to know that I actually looked into the optimiz- optimization issue I was having with my Logitech camera. And it turns out, for whatever reason, the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the Top 20 cannot be optimized that's right yeah we cannot optimize this which uh you know if you're a glass half full kind of guy that must mean it's about as optimized as it's gonna get am i right yeah actually it has more to do with technology than anything else i'm using here this See how it shook everything like that? I probably shouldn't have done that. That is my Revel 9 laptop. That is my uh, studio laptop that I take with me whenever I go record vocals on the road or anywhere that's not my primary studio. So since it was the cleanest and had the least on it, I figured that would be the best to use for the new Logitech camera. I don't want to use my Hard Rock Lunchbox computer because it's actually doing a hell of a lot of stuff. Excuse me, during the show, including all my nonsense and streaming the show, which is a lot of bandwidth. So I don't, I didn't want to do that. But this laptop is older. Um, it's kind of one of those things like I almost never use it. And I also never really need to up, upgrade it either because, you know, I just need it for what it's doing. It basically runs Reaper, and that's how I record portable vocals, as it were. Uh, but unfortunately, it came out pre-USB 3 settings, or at least pre-I felt like paying for USB 3 settings. And the Logitech camera, the bitch that it is right there, would really, really appreciate the USB 3 cable. It actually it wants the mini, if you want to know, know it all. But uh, it wants a USB 3, and I don't have one. I have the USB SS, which is like the super speed, and we now finally look back on it as USB 2.0. So, yes, still better than that older USB, which probably wouldn't work at all, but not as great as the USB 3, and probably not as great as the USB 4. And this reminds me of a conversation I had with Biscuits and Triscuits earlier this week, but I just cannot even get into that right now because my mind cannot get blown anymore today, so... Thank you for turning in 
Let me try that again. Thank you for tuning in to the very sub-optimized Top 20 and the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I think we have a decent show for you today. I didn't think that was the case a little while ago, uh, but I did pull out some cool music uh, for today. We're going to have that and talk about and all that other stuff. I didn't really have anything for the Top 20 per se, and I still don't. I kind of have a collection of different things, but usually that drags on to, to what... I love when it t- you may be having performance issues. Like, my camera just said that. Like, first of all, rude. Second of all that's a little personal to be announcing during the show three if it's an optimization thing just stick with optimization don't tell me about my performance issues come on man anyway um but i was gonna say something i was gonna say something important probably not i might but maybe i don't know probably not um oh yeah i have a bunch of little things to talk about uh so that'll probably take up the bulk of the show so uh, but, like, in basic lighthouse keeping, let's uh, just talk about the new Top 20 is out. Um, and feel free to check that out. I'm going to do my absolute best to post that on social media. So if you want to check it out now before the other 16 users check it out, that would be a good idea. Uh, it's the one where I talk about, like, band stuff, blah, 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 no other shows in the calendar. And I talk about going to Sean Obenauer's Wake and kind of, like, what, you know, loss and how to how I'm going to look to deal with losses going forward. Um you know, kind of just trying to find my place in the world. Uh, Bacon is my podcast has a full interview with Haunter. Still not a Pokemon, by the way. And uh, they have seven questions with Rob Jacobs. Now, when I saw that come out, I haven't watched it yet. But when I saw it come out, I was like, I know that name. I absolutely know that name. And I could not remember why or where I knew that name. And it's because he's a dude that produced... And, or reproduced, I'm not even sure, Angeline and the video for Angeline when uh, Craving Strange was out in California. Like, I totally remember that. I totally remember that name. I actually remember to tra- talking to Jimmy T quite a bit about the change going over to work with Rob Jacobs. And honestly, this was like a big step to a possible big future like direction in a nice, shiny staircase. And I, I think Angeline to date is still one of uh, Craving's best songs. But I do remember talking with Jimmy T about the subtle differences between his recording and Rob Jacobs. Jacob's remix and stuff like that, and it was very intricate and very detailed and very producer nerd-like, so I'm not going to bore anybody with it, but it was definitely, I remember all of that, uh, so I'm going to be checking that out. You should, too, uh, and that means, since it's seven questions, his full interview will probably be out on Monday, but now that they're changing shit up over at Bacon Is My Podcast, absolutely anything goes, apparently, because all through the month of April, they're going to be giving you two interviews. Well, excuse me, Mr. Bacon Is My Podcast, Mr. Popularity over there is going to give you twice as much bacon, which is generally not a bad thing. So I don't expect it to be a bad thing here, but you never know. It's not April. We'll have to see. It's too, that should be the eighth question. When is too much bacon too much bacon? I would I would start asking that. You know, it's time to evolve, guys. Seven questions is so 2021. I can. I can because I can. Uh, we've got a couple of release notes to talk about. Uh, the Dirty Deeds video that we did at the Music Mall for the After Hours review is out. Uh, it is on their YouTube page. It will be shared. I've shared it from the Rebel 9 page. I think I've shared it from my personal page. I'll be sharing it a lot for a couple of weeks. It's really nice, and, and I'm very super happy to be even included in that project. So I want to support the After Hours review as much as possible and share it and get some awareness for basically anybody and everybody else. Uh, uh, that we could, um, I'm going to move this. What the hell's going on? My camera keeps slipping, so. There, we, yeah, that's, so did make a difference. Um, 
something about repair. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, but the After Hours Review doing a good thing. Uh, and I don't... This sounds silly. I have no idea what they're getting out of it other than maybe exposure and stuff like that because they're ponying up a lot of money and a lot of time to actually promote all these Long Island bands. And I think that that's really good and something that's very dear to my heart. So the very least I can do is support them and support their efforts, especially when their efforts are supporting mine. Or do. Also, Stereo Garden. We are going to be playing at Stereo Garden on Friday, April 1st. We'll be there. We are in direct support of Osmosis, which is the New York area preeminent Ozzy cover band. Uh, it's going to be fun. If you like Ozzy or Sabbath at all, Like I, I would recommend it. The Osmosis is quite good, and it'll be quite enjoyable, certainly for me. Once I get a drink in me, I'll be singing at least half of those songs, and Kaz will be uh, playing guitar, uh, air guitar, probably for the rest of them, or just... You know, talking about how much better you could do, which honestly is probably true. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even slam for that. I've heard Kaz play a lot of Randy Rhodes. He kind of nails it, sort of his thing. So it'll be good to do that. Uh, I believe Pathmaker is actually up right before us, which works out really well for anybody and everybody that's interested in a Pathmaker Rebel Nine combo, uh, like a Pathmaker Nine kind of thing. Like I would be down for that. So that's going to be great. I am super looking forward to seeing James and the gang. <laughs> James and the Gang, like James Gang. Uh, Pathmaker, again, live. We have not played with them in quite some time, and I always like playing with them. They're, they're a super cool band, so I'm psyched to do it. And like I said, I haven't seen or played with them in ages. So uh, that's uh, April 1st. Uh, I'm going to put up the ticket links today because mainly I've been slacking. It should have been up weeks ago. But we are selling $15 each. That's our cost. And then we're doing two for 25 That's below our cost. But, like, if you're bringing, if you're going to come in two people, it seems like the least we can do. So make sure you get your tickets. We actually, because it's so far from where my guys are, uh, we, I think we have at least 10, 12 tickets left. Um, so, yeah, get on me about that uh, because they probably will go. Uh, I actually, I can't imagine that they won't go, but they'll probably all go next week. So just get at me on that. And, um Something about root beer, and I guess that's uh, that's all I got. So, um, something. I did that last week. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the opening this week. It's such a fun sound. Anyway, I'm not going to waste your time with my nonsense. Although... Isn't that kind of what we do here every week? <laughs> I feel like I just got the opening blurb right there. 11 minutes in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about. Cause it, like I said, there was like a whole bunch of little tiny things that are just like kind of just eating away at me. Like I will say um, I started going back to the gym again. Um, I had stopped because of the mask requirement. Uh, not that I'm opposed to masks. I'm opposed to dying because I can't breathe. And I understand that, like, like I've talked to my, my oldest, and, like, he's... My oldest is, like, in super good shape. Like, he's a super athlete. Like, he, he runs this New York. He plays Ultimate all the time. Like, he's always doing something. Like, there's not a day... Like, maybe... I don't even know that there's a day in the week where he's not doing something athletic. And he's, he's talking about how, like, Ultimate Frisbee is really big into the mask usage and, and, and non you know, stretching out the, the the pandemic and stuff like that. So they were really big into that. So a lot of those players were wearing their masks. But like, and he was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you can wear your mask. Like even my daughter was wearing her mask when we would play, except for games, um, just because she would be the only one. And that felt like a little weird. So 
But, um... Which one was I going to say about masks? Um, oh, but he, you know, he's always like, you know, if you can breathe through your mask, like, you're really doing a good job with your cardio and stuff like that. And unfortunately, my point is like, yeah, man, I'm just not quite there yet because whew, I am. I, I don't know if you can tell from looking at me, but I am not in the best cardiac shape of my life. And that is that's unfortunate so when they when i had gone back to the gym which was basically when they reopened it for covid or at or reopened it after covid the first thing before the next surge came in um you know i could do it and i was doing all right and there was a lot of distancing and i was comfortable doing the distancing uh, and i went a couple times once the mask requirement came back in but honestly i almost died like i felt like i almost was going to die like, probably not die die is probably not the right word pass out. I thought I was going to pass out. Because the main thing I need most of the time is cardio because I don't do much. Like, yeah, I don't sit all day anymore. Like, I have a standing desk, so I'm at least standing. But, like, I'm not mo- Like, it's not... I'm not... I'm not... I'm not working for the highway department. Not that those guys work all that hard. But, like... I'm not, so I need the cardio, and cardio requires breath and car- requires respiration. And I just could not do it anymore uh, once they required the masks. And then, honestly, I just sort of slipped into another low end of the the unbelievably long episode of cyclical depression I've had, and I just never went back. So, so I started going back again this week. I am happy to report that I don't know what these things are right in here. It's not a muscle. I think their tendons on both arms are so goddamn sore that they kept me up last night, <laughs> which is, I don't know how hard you have to work out that it just like disrupts your sleep with pain, but like whatever that threshold is, yeah, I nailed it. All right, good job. And I've also changed up when I go to the gym. I've decided to not go in the morning anymore because I, I'm just completely unreliable these days, which... It's not something I would have said about myself a couple years ago, but here we are. And you got to work with the army you got, right? Um, so I started going in the afternoons. And I do not like the company at the gym in the afternoons at all. At, at all. I was there yesterday, and it was just like, first of all, like just totally nothing but like old dudes like hanging out. And I realized, man, I am, am, I, am I an old dude? Like, am I, do I belong here? Is that... Like, I don't know when I start going to dinner early or getting free movie tickets, but I feel like it's coming, man, especially if I'm starting to hang out with this crowd. But they don't look like me, and they don't act like me, so it made me super uncomfortable. Besides, they kept just sitting on the machines talking to each other, because I guess it definitely seemed like retirees that didn't have a lot to do. Like, the great resignation that just sort of happened in the world, like, I think this is them. And now they don't have anything to do all day, so they're going to the gym. That That's my best guess. I don't like it, so I'm going to have to thread that needle a little bit, but... I gotta try because I am not I am not healthy and now I actually have the lab test to prove it. You ever get like a lab test back that just like scares you straight? Like this is kinda like one of those things. Like I didn't get any alarms, but I got the pre alarms and it's like, Oh, cool. All right, well you keep this up, man. We're gonna put you in the ground and I don't want to do that. So now I have to make some changes. But I will tell you, the thing that pisses me off the most, and this has been going on. This has been going on for probably like 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Like, I don't know how many of you ever watch like infomercials, especially like weight loss infomercials, like not necessarily like the Total Gym or, uh, you know, any Chuck Norris kind of stuff like that. But like, you know, like I can't even think, like, honestly, I can't even think of any because they're only on ever so late or that's only whenever I watch them is when it's so late. But it's always, it's always the same situation, right? Like, and I believe that every single diet out there, every single meal plan, every single whatever, 
works for somebody, right? And, and that's 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 important. And and if you didn't know that, like, let me just point that out. Like, if you've ever done, if you've ever really done like a plan and really stuck to it, not you know, not like you know, dipped your toe into like a plan, but like you know, really embraced it, like giving it a full twenty-eight day challenge. Like, let's let's make this lifestyle change and see what happens. Uh, by the way, which is what I recommend to people all the time, especially with like food allergies or you know that kind of stuff. Like, just twenty-eight days is like kind of the bare minimum. Ninety days is better, but twenty-eight days is kind of like the bare minimum to do something before you'll notice a change. Right? You have a little bit of getting used to, and everything's all messed up, and then you actually have some even more adjustment, like for your body, and then you actually start, you know, maybe seeing some benefits, some signs that you're moving in a, in a good or a bad direction. So I always recommend that. So if anybody that's ever done like a full 28 days of really, really embracing something and still failed, like, I just want you to know, like, it has nothing to do with you failing. It has everything to do with you and how you're built. Like the bio individuality is super, super important, right? Some people just, we, we all know them. Like some people just like burn calories standing, you know, breathing air. And some people like, gain calories if they stand too close to this taco truck like it just it's how it's how we're built a lot of it is how we react to the world for years people have been telling me it's my reaction to the world my stress level that keeps me at the weight that i am and that's possibly true in fact it's probably true and maybe one day when i get into my 60s or early 70s and i'm sitting on a beach for weeks at a time and not worried about anything else in the world like and i just drop 100 pounds that week i promise to come back here on the hard rock lunch box which i guess charlotte will be running at that point and i will tell you like oh yeah everybody was right thank you so much for that that could very well be but the problem i have is that you know you see all these plans and a lot of them are things that like not everybody can do right like it's super easy to like always cook your own meals if you're the one that's always cooking your own meals. But if you're dealing in like a family setting, like a lot of us are, certainly like I am, it's very difficult to do that kind of stuff. Like you, you can't like, well, I'm just having you know five beans. Like you guys can just fuck right off. Like that's not, that's not how that works, right? It's not very practical. And more importantly than that, what I was getting to with like all these infomercials used to bother me all the time, is that it's always some fat chick from like. I don't know, Louisiana, no, probably like Nebraska, Kentucky or whatever. Like, it was just amazing. Like, I just cut down to like, you know, two soft drinks a day and I didn't eat bread. Like, all those things that you ever hear, like those low-hanging fruit that you can't believe people didn't know were bad for. Like, I love the people like, well, I just, you know, I gave up fast food and I lost 30 pounds. Like, yeah, no shit, Jack. Like, that's, that is not even food. You're literally eating weight. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like. Like, I do, like, every now and then, and I couldn't even tell you the last time this happened, but uh, every now and then when I'm just, like, dying for, like, some food late at night, like, after practice, like, I have been known to go to Wendy's. It's, like, one of the only, Wendy's and Taco Bell, the only two fast food places, I think, that I still go to. And if it's been, I don't think I've, I don't think I've been to either within the past year. That's how infrequently it is. But one of the things about me that, that, and you probably know this already, but like I tend to be uh, like 99% gluten free, gluten, uh, gliadin, whatever the thing is. Um, like I have a slight uh, autoimmune disorder uh, called rheumatoid arthritis, and it's usually just completely fine unless it flares up, and gluten will flare that shit up kind of on command. So I really just don't have gluten. So one of the funny things is like the thing that I get at, at Wendy's is I get a junior. Uh, 
I get a Junior Cheeseburger Deluxe. I get the Deluxe because Wendy's is one of the few places that still gives you fresh lettuce, fresh onions, and fresh tomatoes. I love that stuff. Uh, but what I do is I get two of those, right? And I unwrap both of them, and I pull the burger and all the veggies off each one, and I put it together like that, and I basically make a meat sandwich where the two patties, and they're barely patties on a junior, let me tell you. And it's basically a vegetable sandwich with two patties, right? And that's that's what I eat. It's honestly probably more caloric than I would need at like 1 in the morning or 12, 12 at night or whenever hell I'm getting home from practice. Um, but it does the job, and it's quick, and it's easy, and I don't have to cook it, and it's probably not that caloric. But, but what I wanted to say is that, like... The best part about that whole experience is I put those buns back in the bag, and those buns have been soaked in, like, butter or chemicals or whatever else is in there. And they've also soaked in pretty much all the burger burger grease. And what I've noticed is when I do that, the burger, the bag is somehow heavier still by the time it's done because of all the bread and the grease and the oil and stuff in there. And the weight of the bag doesn't even seem to really change so much when I... When I do that, and I eat the the meat and the and the veg out of the center, so like I I don't know. Um, but anyway, so my point is, before I run out of time, see, I told you I didn't have anything to talk about. Before I run out of time, it's like I I see all these things, and I've seen them for years. Like I just give up this, I give up that, I give up this. So I get all this blood work back, and uh, like it's it's not good. <laughs> but what's funny is that kind of one of the main things that I have to give up is soda, which I don't drink. Um, really refined uh, carbohydrates, which I don't eat because they have gluten in them, and uh, highly processed meats like fast foods, which I also don't eat. So I am three for three of doing the stuff already that it told me to do, and still I'm shooting moon-level numbers in the wrong direction, and... You want to talk about a real mind F? Like that... Hey, man, here's what you gotta do. I already do that. In fact, I already do that incredibly well because I'm me. Also, I don't have a sweet tooth, so like, like you know, refined sugars is something. Like, I, the, the most sweets I eat is like when Charlotte bakes something, and a lot of times it's really just because you know she's baked it, and that's the right thing to do. Unless, of course, she makes my mom's banana bread, in which case, like, I gotta eat that. That's just, just not a sacrifice I'm willing to make, man. So I don't know why I was telling you all that. I wanted to give you some sort of positive message about bio-individuality and like why it's important to not be discouraged by things that happen to you that work for other people. Like Life is like that, man. Life is 100% like that. Things work for other people that don't work for you all day long. Um, so, I don't know. Just embrace your Eunice and find out what works for you. And I think that that's the most important thing. Figure out what you can do. Figure out what works for you. Figure out what makes sense to you. Like, I, I, I'll leave you with one last thing. Like, So I've been doing intermittent fasting because I like intermittent fasting. I was having terrible, terrible gastrointestinal, no, higher, heartburn pains. Uh, and I found that by limiting the window in which I would eat every day, I just don't have those anymore. Like, I literally, they just stopped. Well, so when I talk about doing something for 28 days to see if it affects your body, like, I did that however many months ago, and just heartburn went away. Like, sweet. Like, that. that is an endorsement all day long. Intermittent fasting is not for everybody. Absolutely true. And I will tell you that given my particular bio-individuality, 
This is something I do really well. Like, I actually forgot to eat so far this morning before the box. I usually have, like, a shake or something before the box. Completely forgot. Because I, I wasn't hungry. So, like, my body has adapted really well to this window that, I'm, that I eat during. And, like, I'm really excited about that. Because, honestly, as people get older, they need to eat less often. They need to eat less food. So, like, this is a total win. Like, the fact that it was working for me so easily is a total win. And you want to know what's really messed up? Is that in the reporting, like, one of the things that might be a contributing factor to what I'm doing is intermittent fasting. Like, it's actually on the table that I might have to stop doing something that works really well for me. It has other side effects that are really good, but is also causing these couple of other bad things. And that is completely messed up and not fair. And yet, here we are. You might argue that it's not fair that you have to listen to me every Thursday, and I would agree with you. And that's kind of how we do things on the box. But to wrap this up, which I know you probably are dying for me to wrap this up, I just want to point out that it's it's really it's really about the way you experience life. Like I was saying last week, your experiences and how they shape you and how they make the they change the way you deal with life going forward and how you exist in it. And I cannot think of any other better example than what happened about 38 years ago on this very day. 38 years ago, five strangers worked, walked into a high school on a Saturday afternoon to, to spend their afternoon in detention. And when they walked out of there, they were changed people. They were better people. They were the goddamn breakfast club. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So quick question. Did anybody talk to Phil from Crash Transit about all the backstory with the new Crash Transit record? Did anybody do that? I'm, I'm hoping they did. I'll give you to the end of this song to, to answer in the chat. 99WNRR to join the conversation. Or, I don't know, just put your hand up, I suppose. It's New Order Day on the box.
lunch box. Now the cue has arrived in the lunchbox, I feel comfortable playing my weekly dose of screamo music. Red Handed Denial has something brand new out. It's called Cloud Nine, and she is not afraid to yell it, because that's what she did. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, I wanted to elaborate on something that's going on on the chat here. Uh, we were just talking about Breakfast Club-related stuff on 99WNRR, and then uh, G pointed out that she just found chicken nuggets, and, and she's eating them. And we are trying desperately to have some sort of intervention here about the... Uh, we need elaboration on found. Uh, but what I was going to say... And this should be no surprise to anybody that's ever seen the movie The Breakfast Club that I referenced in the opening today. Um, It's not the first movie to do this sort of thing, but it was one of the first movies of my age uh, to do this sort of thing. And what was special about it was in exactly the explicit message that I'm pretty sure everybody got, but in the 38 years or whatever it's been um, since it was out, um, it's maybe it's important to review a little bit like the thing that was important there is the the five archetypes of uh and they're not just five they're but but those five archetypes of your average public school system right like you know the the princess the 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 jock the the dirtbag the the brain and the um what was alice sheedy what was her i mean she was a basket case right basket case is what they'd used and what was interesting about that is that if you ever if you ever kind of deal like an archetype archetypal personalities or even personalities themselves if you dabble in those definitions you'll find these extreme examples of you know the warrior type the passive like these are these are things that that are parts of humanity. They are, you know, excluding like sociopaths and stuff like that. Like these are these are things that people have in different levels, right? Like it just it just is. Like people have hair at different levels. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like and I think what was interesting at least when I saw it, I was very young when I saw the movie. And I think what was interesting about it is that I was for me able to see that in other people and understand that it really was this combination, this color wheel of these things, and you had to sort of find out where your personality intersected with these archetypes. Like, of course, nobody is all jock, and nobody, or rarely anybody, is all brain. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and the lesson that is learned in that movie, in the letter that Johnson writes, is that yeah, you know, we are all. And what we found is we are. We think you are crazy to make a sacrifice an entire Saturday afternoon to tell you who we think we are. You know, basically, you already see us as you want to see us, right? But and and then you know what we found is that we are all these things. We are all different levels of those things, right? We are. Like, I can be a brain and a basket case and a jock. I mean, I'm probably not so much principal. Uh, I'm principal. A uh, princess? I mean, I could be, I suppose, if I work on it. But I definitely have more Bender and Johnson in me than anything. <laughs> Phrasing it, come on. <laughs> uh, and I've definitely, you know, I've played sports my a lot of my life. And I have definitely delved into the basket case arena quite a bit. And I'm not special, man. That's stuff that we all do. And I think that that's why that movie was so good, because it was told. And like I said, it wasn't the first time. There's lots of movies that deal in those those personality traits and archetypes and stuff like that. 
There are. They have been for years because they've been fascinating. Even Shakespeare did stuff with them, too. And, and even the Greek tragedies, like, to some extent. Like, they, they understood that. They understood the way that worked. But I think the takeaway was in The Breakfast Club, it was people that I was looking up to. They were older than me. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to be marching into. I mean, at the time, I was probably about to go into junior high when I've seen it. I don't know when it would would have come out on like video or whatever but that was the thing and it was kind of nice to see that like oh that's what i'm looking into and that's a lesson and it taught me a lot it probably got me through early junior high school and into high school without without a whole lot of skirmishes just by understanding those very simple things and that's why i think the movie's important so and that's why we celebrate it today um I did go through my Discover Weekly, uh, sorry, my release radar, which was shit this week, by the way. Thank God for Craving Strange, new song. Um, but I did go through Discover Weekly, and Discover Weekly is always interesting because it's bands that I've listened to over time and they think I might like, right? So a lot of times it's bands that I really do like, I just haven't listened to in years. So this week, I saw something on there that honestly, I couldn't even believe was on there, and I was like, this can't be right. So... Uh, I'm a big Weezer fan. They have a song called Hashpipe that I just think is great. It's not my favorite Weezer song, but I do like Weezer and I like Hashpipe. And there's a band called Toto, which is famous for not singing Hashpipe. And they should really continue to be famous for not singing Hashpipe. But they went ahead and did it anyway sometime in 2018, and it finally made its way to me. And because it made its way to me, it's making its way to you. Now, I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying it is. Hard Rock Lunch box. Having a hard time dealing with what's going on in the chat right now. Q is, if you don't know Q, Q is a, just a master at quick, I don't even know, photoshopping. <laughs> like, it, if you've ever, like, seen stuff, like, on court TV or whatever, and they're like, no, nah, that picture's not me. It was totally a doctored photo. Like, I never used to believe that kind of stuff, but, like, I'm starting to believe that that kind of stuff. Like, if I ever see this particular face of mine, like, uh, in, like, a murder tape somewhere, like, I just, I know, like, he's setting me up. Like, it's really, man, just, anyway. <laughs> that was, that was something. I got, I got a moment, uh, I got a moment for Mikey here. Hang on. Yeah. So you guys remember last week? You guys remember last week when I was playing uh, all the St. Patrick's Day stuff and I was doing like all Irish bands and stuff like that? So Mikey had texted me sort of midway through the show saying like, um, you know, I want to hear this song, this song, and whatever. But he also asked for me to play Shoots and Ladders from Corn, And I was like, hey man, I'm pretty sure that Corn is from Los Angeles or at least SoCal. And he was like, yeah, man, but the intro's all bagpipes. And I'm like, aren't those Scottish? And Mikey was like, whatever, man. It's just... <laughs> so in honor of the week after St. Patrick's Day, and because Mikey's such a good friend to the show, let's have a little extended St. Patrick's Day, and we'll just sort of extend the ba- boundaries of Ireland out to see, I don't know, Scotland. And uh, let's celebrate the bagpipes, shall we? Like actual bagpipes. Don't be filthy. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Don't forget, if you buy a ticket to next Friday night show at Stereo Garden to see Revel 9, we'll throw in Pathmaker for free. Can't beat that with a bat.
Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, Jack White just getting weirder and weirder and weirder and making it harder and harder to play him on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But that was catchy, though, right? Like, like I'm not wrong. That was that was definitely catchy. Just uh, talking some geopolitical stuff in the chat here because why not? Uh, just one thing I want to point out about China is something that I was uh, watching or reading one or the other. Uh, like recently, I think it was reading because the point they were trying to make about China, right? So like we have this really big, we have this really weird situation going on. It's really familiar for anybody that's ever studied like World War II. A lot of World War II was based on uh, Germany and Italy and Japan all wanted like to expand their sphere of influence, including taking over lands because they needed more space and stuff like that. Like. That's literally what's going on right now, right? Russia wants to expand into Ukraine because they say it's like, you know, it's supposed to be theirs. Like Mussolini was big on like, let's unite all the Italian peoples. Like, yeah, but you just stay in Italy, man. Like, but he was like, nope, Mediterranean's ours because we're all Italian and stuff like that. So that's what one of the things that Putin was doing is that, yep, Ukraine is actually, you know, historically Russian and it belongs to Russia. That's not true. That's why they actually have like different languages and dialects and thoughts and like that's why ukraine was actually thriving it's like all that other stuff but you have to be careful because china and india also have those aspirations too india is the most populated place on earth or is about to be and they don't have a lot of space plus they've never liked pakistan like ever 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 so they are not huge fans of that particular entity and then china like could use more space because it is the most populous place on earth and they are slowly and quietly kind of reclaiming their stuff right like they 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 got hong kong back in 1999 and everybody that's following anything democratic is is aware of what's going on there they have their eyes on taiwan in a big way they're also huge up in the ass of tibet like they they i mean it's not theirs to like to, to sort of take, but they like they just assume control over it, and the Tibetan people are like, no man, we're like a whole other people, and China's like, that's cute. So, um, so that's all going on. This is like what I'm talking about when you're seeing like parallels between world wars, like how actual wars start. What's interesting about this is it's about influence and control and land. Like I honestly didn't think we were going to hit another world war till we started running out of water. But you know, hey, there's always time for another war after that. But one of the things that I thought was interesting about China specifically, and I only want to bring this up because it's one of the things probably keeping them in a holding, holding pattern. I mean, a lot of people have been suggesting, like, let's just cancel our debt for China. Like, I would love to do that, too, because we owe them trillions of dollars. But the reality is the full faith and credit of the United States government is not something that we're looking to sacrifice. We are still looking to lead. One of the biggest problems we had under the Trump administration, this is not a political thing, so don't tune out if you're listening. One of the biggest problems is that the whole America first or isolationism pulls pulls America out of the lead of the world. That's why we had so much trouble with our NATO allies in, in Europe, and that's why it was really good to see Germany step up, be like, all right, if you guys are leaving, then we're going to take over, and we're going to try and police this thing. Right? It's important for us to lead, so we're not going to do that. Uh, but one thing to really consider, or a couple things really to consider, is that communism in, ge- communism in general, and China specifically, flourish when things are calm. Right when there's not a lot of wars going on, when they're not a lot, when they're not spending a lot of money on that stuff, because what China is doing is spending a lot of money on other people's stuff. Right, like they own basically most of America and most of the world. They're buying 
places in other countries all over the world. Like they are, they China has the biggest sphere of influence of any other country outside of the United States because of their presence everywhere, and that is what they're doing. Everything is calm, everything is cool, and that is when they flourish. In war, China will not do so well. Even though they have like more boats than us in their navy now, their boats are way smaller and they don't know how to use them. They're lo- looking to try, and I think that that's sort of some of the bullshit that's going on with Taiwan right now. Like they're just sort of dipping their toe in to see w- what we're going to do. But President Biden has already said if they go after Taiwan, we will defend it. So if you're looking for your actual World War III, that's probably where it's going to start, unless China backs down, which would be the smart move. Because the other thing about China that people need to realize is China has one of the most explosive Exploding middle classes on Earth right now. So even though they have all these people, they have a middle class that's finally like embracing like life and enjoying life. Yeah, it sucks to live there for a lot of stuff, but like there's a lot of it that's really good. And one thing that you need to realize about people once they start achieving middle class status and comfort in their lives is that they aren't so inclined to fight wars anymore. And I'm not necessarily sure if that's something that could topple a communist regime, regime, because a communist regime really does have a stranglehold on on it. Like that takes a real revolution to remove, and they aren't about like free and fair elections or anything like that. But like, I don't know that they're going to have the support, and I don't necessarily know that they're going to have the will of the fighters to do it either. And I don't know how good people to put iPhones together are going to be at actual hand-to-hand combat in trenches and stuff. But, like, as it goes, like, with, like, missiles and technology and armed forces, like, where do you think all of the money we didn't spend on health care went? Yeah, it went into the military. Like, if it really comes down to it, we will wipe them out pretty fast. And then they have to rebuild, and they don't want to spend billions and billions of dollars rebuilding that. And also, if we defeat them, then they become a pariah, too, and nobody wants that in China. They want to continue their sphere of influence. Jinping wants to lead. He wants to be the new America. He wants the world to follow his lead. And who could blame him? I mean, there's got to be, like, that's got to be the most attractive thing for anybody that's completely narcissistic and just wants the world to suck their dick. I can't imagine anything more lofty of a goal. And going to war with America and NATO specifically, like, there's no winner in that, and that's not what China wants. So I don't necessarily know they're going to step in. They will probably secretly help out Russia for as long as they possibly can, but honestly, we're not so secretly helping out Ukraine all goddamn day long, so it's kind of no harm, no foul. The reality is that Ukrainians are pushing back the Russian armed forces, and that's literally like the 60th ranked basketball team beating number three and that's pretty awesome and you know what else is pretty awesome i've been playing it all week and it's not the best segue but or for weeks rather is that 10 years put out a deconstructed record which is basically all these alternate takes of songs if you have not gotten on this yet like you are missing out it is so goddamn good and i've got another one for you right now it's soma the alternate take and man i love it hard rock lunch box Yo, is anyone else tired of waiting for Jackknife Stiletto's new record? Annie, release the tapes. Release the tapes, Annie. Or something.
Lunch Box. That's right. That sound means only one thing. It is time for your weekly craving of the week with, of course, Craving Strange. And even though they have a brand new song out called I Run Away, which you should check out if you haven't already, don't forget to check it out, share it, like it, all those good things. But tell the world about it because that's what's important. I feel like it's appropriate given the Bacon is My Podcast uh, last night's Seven Questions, an upcoming interview on Monday with Rob Jacobs to play you exactly what Rob Jacobs did for Craving Strange. I thought it was one of the best songs they've ever put out. I love it. You love it. Half of us have sung this goddamn bad boy. And it's up next on The Box. It's Angeline.
Punch Box. Yeah, man. I want to thank everybody for hanging out for yet another Hard Rock Lunchbox because you guys are just awesome as F. Don't forget, I'll be putting those tickets up on sale uh, up on our website today for next Friday's show at Stereo Garden. I will remind you next Thursday because I'm cool like that. And, yeah, man, I hope you had a good day. I hope you had a good show. I hope you have a really great weekend. Don't let the world stress you out too much. And remember to be who you are and be good at it. It's probably the most important thing I can tell you. Like, you're going to be you. Be the best you can be. And I know that sounds motivational. It's not. It's literally just some good advice. So give that a whirl. Try not to let anybody get in your way more, mostly you, and just do the best you can. That's that's all we can really hope for. Thank you again for joining us for the Hard Rock Lunchbox in the Top 20. We will see you again next week. And now, because you've been such a goddamn great audience, I'm going to, yep, I'm going to give you this. You, you've, you've earned it. See you next week on the box. Hard Rock Lunchbox.